0: ready for clappings
1: these hands were born to clap
0: these hands were born for a clapping that's just what they'll do one of these days these hands are gonna clap all over you
1: yep (laughs) they knew that was gonna happen
0: all right you ready (laughs) sure Hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. And this is the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other who has no experience with it.
1: That's me, Danielle. I'm like a bus perched precariously on a ledge. So I'll move to the back quickly before it falls over and I have to hear more about your media.
0: That's maybe
1: your worst one yet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hear you helping out.
0: Nobody is making you do those. You totally come up with them <laughs> no, on your I, own. I, no, this is all your fault, Danielle. <laughs> Not once Danielle have we talked about this. Danielle wrote
1: me a very nasty text saying, Sam, I demand you come up with more random things at the beginning of every episode or else.
0: <laughs> that is
1: a lie. She said she would hurt my family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do see his family more than he does. It's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she really has me over a barrel. <laughs> all
0: right. Anyway. <laughs> That sounds weird without context. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing something today that Sam has actually no idea what we're doing. I know that's rare on this podcast.
1: Right. Color me <laughs> contrary shocked. Contrary to the
0: opinion. <laughs> All right. You ready? Sure. So today we're doing a book. A book. Once I take off my watch.
1: Oh, yes. That, that old chestnut. The book. Once <laughs> I take off my do- watch. <laughs>
0: hey, we're doing a book. Uh, it's a Danielle Steele book. Do you know uh, Danielle Steele is, Sam? Yes. Good. I'm just making sure you know your 90s icons.
1: Okay, great.
0: She's a really famous author, probably has written over 150 plus books. Uh, Prolific. I have no idea she's written. It's a lot of books. It's well over 100 books, maybe even 200. And this is one from 1998. So it goes a little outside of her normal field, but not that far. And it's called The Clone and I, A High Tech Love Story. No. Clone with the K.
1: (laughs) What? Uh, Okay. I was on board until the K, and then that threw me off. Is this about like fall in love with your own clone? Because how narcissistic is that?
0: It is It is not. I, and you have the options, Am. I can give you the summary and you can read it or you can just wing this and see what happens.
1: You know what I'm going to do, Dan? I'm going to provide you with several possible summaries and we can okay. see if any of them match. All Sounds right. good. I already gave my first pitch, which is fall in love with your own clone.
0: It's Entirely possible.
1: The second option is it's something like a weird mystery love triangle, where the clone and the real person are both in love with the same person. Maybe. And they're like, if the other person doesn't know the clone exists, and shenanigans ensue kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Or because there's a K, maybe this involves something extremely inappropriate, like the Ku Klux (laughs) Klan. I don't know.
0: (laughs) It thankfully does not involve them. (laughs) I was so worried. (laughs) It's weird. Not that weird. (laughs)
1: Oh, gosh, that would have been awful. Yeah.
0: So this How close is was well-known. I? <laughs> uh, one of those is closer than the others. All right,
1: sure, I'll take it.
0: So this is one of her, um, her stories that is well-known. People either loved it or they absolutely hated it. So that gives you something to go on.
1: Oh, a polarizing clone story.
0: It did make the top t- uh, 10. It was like number two on the bestseller list. So, But it is just because it's Daniel still. let's be honest.
1: It's probably true.
0: Yeah. I hadn't read a Danielle Steele book since I was probably 14, so this was a fun thing to do, Let me ask you do, a question,
1: Danielle. Does the mm-hmm. K clone mean anything specific, or is it just there to be different?
0: Oh, it's a combination of things, I would say. There is a reason it's a K, but uh, she uses the word clone with a K for the, most of the book, and that's a choice, a choice that she's making.
1: Because <laughs> that's, that's decidedly not how clone <laughs> is spelled. We can just change the spelling of words if you want to. But yeah. like, it doesn't mean it's more understandable or comprehensible to the people who are reading your books. Yeah, we'll we'll
0: get into it, and uh, there is a reason. There's a K, but uh, is it a good reason?
1: <laughs> is it just that she's like, I want to make the word clone, but I don't want to do a sci-fi book.
0: No, because first uh, quarter of the book or so has a clone with a C, so that's a choice.
1: Okay, and also I'm surprised you didn't come up with my spot-on Danielle Steele impression. <laughs>
0: it was absolutely. It was a
1: winner. <laughs> With apologies to her and her estate. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: well, she's super famous, so we're allowed to talk about this book. And I think this book is this weird combination of tongue-in-cheek and also taking itself way too seriously. So that's an interesting read.
1: That's giving me whiplashes hearing that. (laughs)
0: All right, you ready for this?
1: I guess. Let's do it.
0: So it's two days after Thanksgiving. No. And Steph, <laughs> Steph, Stephanie, I assume her name's Stephanie, it's first person, so. Okay. Is wearing her most worn flannel nighty when her husband comes in to talk to her. Her he most her worn sit down.
1: flannel nighty. It's important. Wait, wait, wait. Are they in Seattle? Like, what is this, like flannel negligee
0: no they're definitely new york city
1: okay i guess it's like ooh, it's the
0: 90s she's let herself go sam she's been married for 13 years oh she no longer wears nice things
1: flannel (laughs) can be very nice danielle (laughs) be careful who you offend
0: i'm just telling you what the book says i have nothing against flannel she owns apparently a dozen flannel 90s and they're all very worn and this one's a little torn it's her favorite
1: okay good for her
0: So she assumes when he comes in and is very seriously saying that she wants to talk to her that he's lost another job because apparently this has been a series of things that he does where he just has a run of white collar jobs while she stays at home with the children. They have two kids.
1: Is there a reason he keeps losing jobs? Is he like just a complete jerk?
0: He's just... I think one of those unmotivated people where it's always somebody else's fault that he can't hold down a job.
1: Okay, got it.
0: You don't get a whole lot about him. But she does have a trust fund from her grandpa, and so this has never bothered her. Like, it's it doesn't matter to her that sure. he loses jobs because they have a lot of money. All right, so as I mentioned, she'd let herself supposedly, according to her, let herself go uh. over the years because she naively thought a married woman didn't have to try as hard. But to her surprise, he sits down and tells her that he doesn't love her anymore. Or Ouch. doesn't love her. I'm not sure he even says anymore. <laughs> so who knows if he ever did.
1: That's harsh.
0: Yeah. So it's all, like I said, first person perspective. And this is like, you know, this happened a while ago. On this day, We I ended up getting a divorce, essentially. Great. So it's kind of like some backstory. It's a little passive in, in the way that she's writing it. It's very uh, tell, not show.
1: Hmm. We are into that a lot, apparently.
0: <laughs> Not on purpose. So he sounds like a winner. I guess he has some pretty good qualities, like he's a good dancer and singer, but she took care of all the major decisions. She takes care of the kids. He finds them tiresome, and he doesn't seem to care that much for her. And I quote, I'm going to read you a couple of quotes from this book because some of them are very good. He says, it's just too much pressure all the time, too much responsibility, too much noise, too much everything. What?
1: Existence.
0: I'm <laughs> having a wife and children.
1: This guy <laughs> sucks.
0: Douchebag. <laughs> so apparently they've known each other 19 years, but they've been married 13, and she's just like, what the heck?
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, what did you ever see in him? She deserves better. I don't even know her, but her and her flannel need an upgrade.
0: Yeah, so apparently he's known since 4th of July that he doesn't love her, but just decided to tell her now, like, two days after Thanksgiving, so that was a choice.
1: Uh, at least he didn't tell her, like, on Thanksgiving, I guess.
0: She asks him if there's someone else, and he denies that, and she mostly seems to blame herself, at least at the beginning of this, for Ugh. failing to work harder, being pretty. I don't, I don't know.
1: She I don't to understand. herself the steam up.
0: Yeah. So he stays through the holidays for, and I guess they don't want to admit to everybody during all the holiday parties that they're divorced, so they just live together for two more months,
1: which sounds terrible. Yeah, but also, like, the holidays suck also, so I kind of get it.
0: Yeah, they finally tell the kids on New Year's Day, and then he moves out, and he sues her for alimony and child support.
1: Even though she's taking care of the kids?
0: Yep. He gets them occasionally, but I guess his quality of life needs to be higher because, you know, she was the one that had the income. This
1: is why you need a prenup, everybody. Not because you (laughs) don't trust or love your partner, but because life happens. You got to be prepared.
0: And your ex-husband's... douche canoe
1: could be yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway by valentine's day he has himself a hot new girlfriend who apparently has a bigger trust fund than her own and this sends her into a bit of a tizzy and she ends up trying to reinvent herself so she throws out all her flannel nightgowns she does her hair she puts on her makeup and then she goes to therapy and so does the husband weirdly together for a podcast no separately separate therapists but they both go to therapy It never happens, Sam.
1: Where is this guy finding all these trust fund women who want an unmotivated <laughs> loser, and where can I find them?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I think it's just the, the social circle that they have lived
1: in. They're Please like, introduce me to bridge. these people. I could use a trust fund wife who can just, like, <laughs> do whatever you want. I don't care. Get fired. Whatever.
0: That's exactly what he was looking for and has managed to get. I forget his name. It's like Ralph or something.
1: Fair play to him, I suppose. Jeez. <laughs>
0: So, their divorce is finalized in September, and in November, he marries the hot lady who has a name. I just don't recall what it is.
1: Sure, fine.
0: She decides, uh, Steph decides that now she's 41 and she needs to restart and get out there, and she decides she's going to start dating. But by the next year, she's decided that is way too hard and gives up.
1: <laughs> Relatable.
0: It's <laughs> fine. Get that. So by the next summer, her kids have gone to Europe to be with their dad for a month, and the plan was for them to fly back home at month's end, and she was to meet them at the airport. But she decides a few days before the return, on a whim, to fly to Paris and meet them there instead, flying home with them. Okay. Okay. So she hasn't been to Paris in 10 years, and she's just thrilled with the experience. She's having, like, a blast, you know, the few days that she's there. She's eating at cafes, cafe. She's staying at a quirky hotel. She treats herself to anything she wants. It's, like, very soothing for her. Nice to be rich, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, I That's what I've heard. That's
0: what I've heard. Sam's secretly very rich. Every yeah, day. right.
1: Like, get all that podcast money. <laughs> I haven't told One you Danielle. Day. Our podcast is making millions.
0: It could be. I wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: One day, she stops in at a bistro, and a man catches her eyes. Mysterious man.
1: It's her own clone, but (laughs) gender-swapped.
0: Yes, that's it. He's tall and lanky. He's handsome. He's probably in his mid-50s. He's got a blue Oxford shirt on, loafers and khakis. She can tell he isn't French, but she imagines he might even be American, and she comes up with a whole story about him.
1: She needs to get out more.
0: Well, yeah. We've already (laughs) established this. She finally leaves the bistro and on her way back to the hotel, as she window shops, she turns the final corner and she realizes that the man from the bistro is just behind her. She thinks for sure that he's somehow coming after her, but to her surprise, he just walks past her and heads into the same hotel that she's going toward.
1: Well, no, some guys are in the same hotel as me. It must be fate. Mystery. So when no, she arrives inside the hotel, lots <laughs> of people stay there, you don't know. It's a quirky weird
0: hotel though. What are the chances?
1: Uh, high.
0: yeah it's true it is so when she arrives inside he's getting his key card and though normally she takes the stairs to her room she's decided to ride the elevator with him because she's curious about him
1: and then she farts in the elevator to drive him away
0: the end (laughs) 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 they make small talk he's american so she was correct and his name is peter
1: Hey, wait, is, is she American? What is she? She's American. Okay. She so. lives in
0: New York. Well, she lives in New York. I guess I, I thought not so. say that she's American, but she is
1: American. I thought so, but you make a big deal. Like, oh, he's an American. He's uh, exotic to her. Like n- no, no, she just
0: sought the khakis and polos. We're okay. going to give away. Clothes play a big part in the story, which we'll get into later. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, this is uh, f- fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already upset. So-
0: So, like I said, his name's Peter something. I don't remember his last name.
1: You don't know anyone's name in your own book. What's going on?
0: (laughs) I'm sure it's mentioned once in passing. Why would I
1: remember it? Okay. Why are we spending so much time with this character? if he's so unimportant. His name doesn't even matter.
0: No, his name matters. I just don't know his last name, Sam. Okay. So, they coincidentally have rooms next to each other, and they bid the other good night, but end up leaving the same time at the next morning. And both of them were thinking of heading to the Louvre, and so they... And he ends up inviting her to go with him.
1: Okay, cool. A Louvre tour. Why not?
0: Why not? So, turns out he lives in New York City too. But he spends a lot of. (laughs) Everybody in a novel lives in New York City. (laughs) Pretty
1: much. New York City or Los Angeles, pretty much.
0: (laughs) So, he spends a lot of his time in California, though, where he owns a company in Silicon Valley which specializes (laughs) in bionics. Uh, Which he says is some kind of combination of biology and electronics.
1: There's quote a quote. Isn't there already a term for that?
0: <laughs> Bionics.
1: Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> she has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, this is a weird book where she has a college degree, at least a bachelor's, perhaps a master's degree, and she was a she was in journalism prior to getting married she's and having an idiot. kids. But she's kind of an idiot. Yeah, okay, <laughs> got it. So he has a son who just started college. He was divorced two years ago. He's 59 years old. And they go out for dinner and seem to be getting along well. But at the end of the night, they part their separate ways, go to their separate rooms. And he promises to call her when they're in New York and gets her phone number.
1: Okay. It's a good start. A very reasonable first interaction in a in a random chance encounter.
0: Absolutely. So she meets up with her kids um, and her ex and they head back home. Well, her ex doesn't, obviously. He goes off to his wife or whatever but she heads home with the
1: kids i i bet she brought the wife and the husband with her that'd be fun <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> so i think it's summer break or something it's definitely school break so they decide to spend the rest of their time i guess in east hampton she's rented a house there okay and then while she's there peter calls i don't guess maybe she does maybe she has a cell phone i don't know did she give him she obviously didn't give her her new york city home phone because what? she's in east hampton <laughs> where does this take place Well, this particular set of things happens in East Hampton. No, no, when? 1998.
1: So, like, how much... Like, I guess cell phones existed, but they weren't common.
0: Right, but she's rich, so maybe she has one. Okay, sure. But he manages to find her.
1: Okay, (laughs) creepy. Love it.
0: (laughs) And he's coming to the Hamptons for the weekend and is wondering if she'd like to go to dinner. So she gets a babysitter for her very suspicious children. And one's eight and one is 13.
1: Sure, okay.
0: Just for... record. And they have a lovely dinner out. I swear this gets weirder. It just, this is a long backstory to get to the point. Uh,
1: Look, you're already hooking with clones with a K, so, you know... (laughs)
0: So they have a lovely dinner out, but when she gets home, the sitter is asleep and the kids are awake on the couch, which feels bad. It feels like the sitter should get fired. Was this (laughs) like a teenage sitter
1: or like an 80-year-old lady? What kind of like- I don't
0: know. They can drive because at one point they take the kids to the movie theater, but like, I have no idea how old they are. I'm not sure the book tells you that. It's not
1: ideal. I'll be honest.
0: Yeah. Peter seems comfortable around them, though her daughter, who I said is 13 years old, is not a fan. And he invites them all to play tennis the next day.
1: Ooh, the swankiest of racket sports. I guess badminton probably swankier. It's because he's rich. Yeah.
0: They all play tennis. Rich people play tennis.
1: Tennis and golf. Why do they it's combine the two and just like <laughs> put a tip of tennis racket to a golf club, Make making the golf ball so much easier? Tenoff. Tinoff?
0: Golfness? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, she's in the Hunger Games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Anyway. Uh, sorry.
0: So her daughter, Charlotte, thinks that he, quote unquote, looks like a dork because he wears Gucci shoes and she thinks that he's somehow taking advantage of her, but she can't explain how because she's 13. and <laughs> He's paid for everything so far, so it'd be kind of weird if he was taking advantage of her.
1: Yeah, don't never quite know. track that.
0: Maybe he's putting in the time now, and will want her to pay for everything later.
1: Ooh, just like her her ex.
0: So the daughter does not want to play tennis, like I said. But the next day, the mom basically trumps them, and they decide to head out. And Charlotte, somehow being the best tennis player of the group, suggests doubles. It's her and her mom against the boys, and oh. somehow she just manages to beat Peter down, like, with her sheer skill. I guess she's the best 13-year-old tennis player in the entire world. I hear
1: that, or Peter sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they all suck, and she's just mediocre. I was so really hoping- they
1: do doubles, but Peter, we pair with this clone.
0: <laughs> there's no clone, Sam. Why are we reading a have book? Have we mentioned a clone yet? No. no,
1: but we know the clone is in this book, then. I'm just like, why isn't the clone here already? Like, why are we waiting <laughs> on the clone? Bring me the clone. Play you tennis the with the clone. we're doing this whole tennis nonsense, at least make it clone related.
0: <laughs> there's all this breezy backstory that, like, we have to get through before there's any mention of possible clones with a K.
1: I want clone tennis, is all I'm saying. <laughs> maybe later. Fine.
0: So he seems, Peter seems surprisingly unruffled by her performance and her 13-year-oldness. And luckily, she spots some of her friends and runs off, leaving them alone with Sam, who's the youngest child. And they hit it off while Sam swims. It looks like they like the same books, the same movies. They have the same political views, which was way less relevant in the 90s, but good for them. <laughs> also,
1: he's eight. What kind of political views does he have?
0: No, Sam is swimming, and oh. Peter and, and the mom are, like, hitting it off. But
1: I thought it was Sam and Peter were talking about the – okay, that makes more sense.
0: I'm sure Sam has the same political views as his mom. So no, I he's bet he's a eight. libertarian. <laughs> I'm a sovereign citizen. You can't yes. arrest me. Who knows what their political views are. It's never. This book does not get into those. <laughs> So the summer goes on. They see quite a lot of each other. They start making out and Charlotte becomes like obsessed a little bit with finding out if her mom and Peter are kissing and when if they're having sex, which is kind of weird, but she is 13. So I don't know. I don't know Uh, how weird
1: it is. I want to know the least about my, my (laughs) mother's sex life. If I was 13, like agreed, the point at which I want to know about mother's sex life, my nadir was like 13.
0: (laughs) And so they're not, they're not having sex yet, but. They do the minute that the kids are out of the house. So over Liberty Weekend, they go off to spend uh, the weekend with their father and they end up having sex. But don't worry, the book is PG-13. So all the sex acts are described very sparingly. but later, very hilariously, you'll appreciate them.
1: Okay, sure. I mean, it's got to be better than ice Pat barbarians. <laughs>
0: She's not one to write super in-depth sex scenes from my vague recollection of her at the age of 14.
1: Well, we'll find out.
0: (laughs) So by the end of the weekend, she realizes that she's in love with Peter. And he lets her know that he has to go spend two weeks in California. These are unrelated things, by the way. It's not like she's like, I love you. And he's like, cool, I've got to go to California
1: for two weeks. It'd be much funnier (laughs) if they weren't.
0: Just two separate acts.
1: Yeah, it'd be so good if they were the same.
0: It would be. In the book, they act like this is a very big deal, I guess, because they'll miss each other so much. I don't know if it's just a new relationship thing, but they're very much like, oh, two weeks apart is practically impossible. How will we ever survive?
1: (laughs) You people suck. (laughs)
0: Which I was like, it's two weeks. It's not that
1: big a deal. (laughs) It's it's super not.
0: He promises that he has a surprise for her, though. So it'll be fine. A going away gift. So he heads out to California. And that night, she's cooking dinner when there's a knock on her door. And she assumes it's a package or something because her building's supposedly locked down. But multiple times, people randomly just come knocking on her door. So I'm not sure about the security in this building.
1: It is a package. It's Peter (laughs) wrapped up with a bow.
0: Kind of. But to her shock, when she opens the door, it's Peter! Oh, it's the
1: clone. (laughs) It's the clone. Come on. Gotta be the clone.
0: (laughs) It's And quote unquote, it was Peter in an outfit the likes of which I had never seen anywhere at any time on anyone and certainly not on Peter, (laughs) which is a funny line.
1: Is is it just our bow wrapped around him and nothing else?
0: No. She describes him as wearing skin tight fluorescent green satin pants, (laughs) see through sparkly black net shirt and black satin Versace cowboy boots with a rhinestone buckle.
1: What is this? Midnight cowboy? Jeez.
0: (laughs) So good. I know it's the 90s, but it's so bad.
1: So this is definitely the clone. We know this, right?
0: Maybe. Yeah, His no. hair is slicked back, <laughs> unlike how he normally wears it. And she's thrilled he's still there and thinks the joke is very funny. And she gives him a big hug. Like, wow, what a thing.
1: She's not very bright.
0: <laughs> so dumb. This book is so weird. And it takes itself so seriously.
1: That's impressive.
0: So she ushers him in, excited for the kids to see him since Charlotte always complains about how conservative he is. And Peter is very pleased that she likes his new duds and asks her if he told her he was coming. She's like, What are you talking about? And she doesn't know any of his friends or coworkers yet. You know, obviously they've just kind of gotten together. And he's getting kind of handsy in the kitchen. So she's easily distracted by the question, instantly forgot that he asked it. But he asks again. He asks her if Peter told her he'd be here. And she's like, What are you talking about? No, very funny. You know, you, di- you didn't tell me you'd be here. You told me you were going to San Francisco, but I'm thrilled that you didn't go. And he's like, I did. I mean, he did. He left this morning. He told me to get here by dinner.
1: So, uh, is Peter using his clone as like a sex substitute?
0: <laughs> we'll get into like, that. Sam. The book describes it in detail.
1: Like a living <laughs> sex doll, basically, that he cloned for her to use.
0: We'll find out.
1: I do not approve.
0: (laughs) You're going to hate this book, and I knew it when I was reading it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess, but, like, where's the agency? Is is he, like, he's dressed like a a male escort, it sounds like. So is Peter, like, pimping himself out? Is, like, creating a stable of clones to run his, like... (laughs) You know, escort service with
0: I'm not going to tell you anything because that would be
1: the best use of clones ever like, I'm going to start a prostitution ring but instead of using other people I'll choose use myself so like it removes a lot of the moral problems of that
0: uh-huh. depends on how sentient your clones robots are. are I guess well
1: if they're <laughs> clones and they're all on board like yes we're all on board this is all the same plan that's fine right
0: yeah well let's find out <laughs>
1: This is already we'll
0: quickly find out what happens. This him. is
1: insane. <laughs> I know. So good.
0: <laughs> this book is somehow both too weird and like not weird enough when you're
1: reading it. Also, can we appreciate that Peter? Peter Prime. Let's call him that. Thought it was a good idea to unannounce send his clone over to sex up his new girlfriend. Yes. What maniac is this guy? Like she really knows how to pick him. Get into this. If she doesn't like dump him and immediately call the police, she's a moron. (laughs) Well,
0: there'd be no story plot
1: for that. But it's the right, it's the right thing to do. That's the right that answer. Gets wor-
0: Sam, it just gets worse. It just, it does uh, not no. get better. <laughs>
1: Why? <sighs>
0: it does get a little better in some ways, and worse in many, many others. You'll find out.
1: Uh, I bet I will.
0: All right. <laughs> So she laughs. She's delighted at this weird new game. Obviously, she's a little confused, but she just thinks it's Peter being Peter being funny. And he's like, "I'm not pretending anything. It's taken years to perfect me. It was only an experiment at first, but it's been so successful. He wanted to share the secret with you." And she's obviously still confused by that. And he explains, and she's like, "What secret?" And he's like, "I am the secret." And he was the surprise that Peter mentioned. They cloned him. Yeah. Quote. Exclamation point.
1: All right. (laughs) Also, can we take a moment here, uh, I'm sorry, to appreciate Peters and Sandy again for making a clone, deciding I'm going to dress him as a male escort from, like, a 90s... Oh, no,
0: it gets better, Sam, oh, it gets okay. so much better, it's not that, no. <laughs> yes, we can appreciate all that, but uh, we're going to get into the science mumbo jumbo of this in a little bit, and it's insane. Is,
1: is he, like, is this, like, Terminator, like, he has to arrive naked, so like, he has to dress his clone <laughs> like a like a neon male escort in order to survive <laughs> like what's going on here
0: <laughs> find out so steph finally gets a little unnerved about this asking like what he's talking about and she goes back and forth a lot in this book about like am i freaked out am i not am i freaked out am i not yes, am i into him or am I not?" Out. like that's the whole be book <laughs> Freaked.
1: like don't be into him be freaked out this is not okay <laughs> this is not a complicated question
0: it's not she's wondering if maybe he has a twin or something and this is just some all some elaborate prank like she's i I get why at the beginning of this she's like wait what's going on is this a prank are you just being weird like you know a prank gone too far and later it doesn't make as much sense but in the beginning i get why she's like okay i've been with peter a couple of months and he seems totally normal so what's going on right now Yes. So this Peter explains that the lab cloned him. Peter Shirley mentioned he was in Bionics, which he is, and he's the most successful experiment so far. He's now wandering around her kitchen looking for something, and he finally pulls out a bottle of bourbon. Peter apparently doesn't drink bourbon; he's is way he more into alcohol his powered. So this is also very confusing, and he basically guzzles it down
1: because <laughs> the alcohol powered thing is literally the joke about the robots from Futurama. So.
0: It's not really alcohol-powered. He just really likes his alcohol for no reason whatsoever in the story.
1: Okay. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> and it doesn't seem to affect him like you know in a drunk sort of way, other than an occasional blip here or there, but he just drinks an absurd amount of alcohol for no reason whatsoever. I don't know why. I don't know why she chose to do that.
1: This book is full of mysteries.
0: It is. So Steph's now wondering if maybe Peter has some kind of identity disorder, which is a fair question. And she asks him to stop playing. It's kind of making her nervous. And he's put out by this, asking her why it would, you know, bother her, because Peter had sent him specifically from California for her. And then he lets her know that his name isn't Peter, by the way. It's Paul. Paul Clone. With a K.
1: <sighs> no. I No. No. I, I, Paul Clone? What? Is he like... I'm Joe Criminal. Like, come on. Maybe he picked his own name, Sam. I don't know. Why would you have the clone pick his own name? <laughs> and if my clone picked the name Paul Clone, I'd be like, you're no, lo- you're a failed experiment. I'm sorry. This was definitely not a successful clone. Oh, this clone. is
0: definitely a failed experiment. I don't know why this guy isn't, like, locked up with his head off somewhere in a factory.
1: Maybe Peter is just a moron.
0: <laughs> it's, it's extremely possible. So, Steph's going back and forth on being amused and creeped out, and Paul explains that he can do everything Peter can, except, and he looks very apologetic about this, wear khakis. He just can't stand them. They tried programming him for them at first, but it kept screwing up my systems, quote unquote, so they let him pick his own wardrobe. No? I mean...
1: (laughs) So... All right, I'm guessing this is the clone here is not strictly mean, like, grown-in-a-vat-style clone. This is some kind of robot with flesh and maybe a bio-brain or something. I don't know.
0: Yes, it's a combination. Bionics. It's a combination of biology uh, I got and science. That. How
1: much is one <laughs> and how much is the other? But if they can program him, like, khakis is not so that to screw up a robot. Uh,
0: yeah, well, they do. I actually included this specifically for you because I thought you'd appreciate that khakis screwed up his system. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's very funny, but also like no, absolutely not. Right? Because it's like enough. totally impossible. <laughs> I I don't even understand what that means.
0: Well, he gets worried because she has turned a a same color green as his pants. And he asks her if maybe she's pregnant. Is that why she's green? He's obviously a little slow on the uptake. And when she says no, she's not pregnant, he offers to get her pregnant if she'd like. Because it's probably, and I quote, easier for me than for him, meaning Peter. They worked all the kinks out of that last year. What does that mean?
1: (laughs) So wait, is he saying that like he... Has been supercharged so that he's like a guaranteed <laughs> baby making cannon. Yes,
0: like he's
1: sperm central. I don't know. It's like, look, Peter, he's fine. He already has children. So clearly his 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 bits work, but they soup mine up to guarantee 100% baby 100% of the time. Yeah, and why
0: would you even do yes, that with your biotic clone?
1: <laughs> sure. Maybe for families who need like a surrogate and like are having trouble conceiving, you could use it as like a, a weird way to help them. But like, why would your first experimental clone be like, I gotta make him like mega fecund?
0: And as far as we know, there's only this one. Like we don't know that there's a whole vat of them or whatever, like that he's using them for any other purpose. Like, as far as we know, this is the only clone. So why bother? Why yeah. why would you do that? Why would you all make whatever? him the
1: mega baby factory? This yeah, this clone. Crazy. What what are they doing at that Silicon Valley <laughs> lab? Like, whatever, wherever he is, ever again. But the point is like who's funding this and why haven't they put them all in jail yet?
0: (laughs) It's wild. Truly wild. So she's still kind of hoping he's joking and when he, she gets upset about kind of the whole situation, he goes to hug her and she finds this somehow reassuring and he tells her just to accept it all because he's there for the next two weeks anyway while Peter's gone and he swears that she'll like him even more than she likes Peter. He's way more fun than Peter anyway.
1: But it's not how, like, dating, if I, you know, partner had an identical twin. They couldn't just sub in their twin whenever they were out of town. they like, pretty much the same thing.
0: Well, that's what he's doing.
1: It's, I mean, no, that's not how it works. People are not fungible.
0: Hilarious. So meanwhile, Paul is taking over dinner and he calls the kids to come eat. And Charlotte is surprisingly intrigued by this insanely terrible
1: outfit. Not surprisingly. I would say <laughs> reasonably intrigued.
0: She's like, wow, this is like way cooler than your usual, which is fair.
1: Cool? And. No. <laughs> that part <laughs> no, I object she's,
0: to. She's kind of into it. And they somehow all love dinner, and for no reason I can fathom, they're now like kind of little angels. They help with the plates. They seem to be getting along with Paul just fine. They're nice to their mom. I'm like, what is going on? And it does in the book. She's even confused by it. There's no reason given. Like, why oh. are they suddenly nice little angels?
1: Maybe they engineered Paul clone to... Like, emit some kind of Pied Piper-esque pheromone. That's all I can assume. (laughs) That controls children. Why not? They gave him a super baby cannon. Why not a Pied Piper pheromone? Why not?
0: Yep. So after dinner, the kids go to bed, and he offers her a massage. And she's now drinking some champagne, so maybe she's a little drunk. And she accepts the offer. And she still definitely believes this is probably Peter just being kind of quirky, and she just thinks he's pulling this very long prank, and they definitely end up having sex.
1: well, she's pregnant then apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe you can turn it on and off Ugh, okay, <laughs> maybe she's on birth control. I don't know, Sam. Uh, uh, then at one a m for reasons, the phone rings, and when she picks it up, it's Peter no calling kidding. at one o'clock in the morning. Why is he calling at one o'clock in the morning?
1: <laughs> That's still extremely late, even in California.
0: Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. Like, yeah. What are you doing? You have to know she's asleep. You know how time works, Peter.
1: The, he doesn't even know how clones work <laughs> or how human <laughs> beings work. So why do you know how time works?
0: I don't know. This is obviously deeply confusing to her. And she wonders if it's maybe some kind of clever recording to sell the joke. Like, why would
1: someone put this much effort into a joke? She, <laughs> she's an idiot. <laughs>
0: I said that up front, Sam. I said she's not very smart.
1: Yeah, but you, you not very smart is leagues <laughs> away from this kind of complete inability to understand anything.
0: Well, she's very confused. She's looking at the guy next to her. And she's talking to the guy on the phone. And finally, the whole night catches up to her. And I guess and she fades. And this seems deeply unconcerning to anyone. It's never mentioned again. Like. Peter on the phone isn't like, honey, are you there? Yeah. And Paul on the bed doesn't seem to care that she's fainted. Like, nobody
1: mentions it. That is not how that works.
0: <laughs> yeah, Like, wouldn't you be deeply concerned if somebody next to you fainted? Yeah. So the next warning, she's decided that the phone call was definitely just a recording. Like, no. that it was all a prank. And Paul apologizes for freaking her out when Peter called. He knows it's a little startling at first, but he promises that eventually she'll get used to it. And it does make a lot of sense because Peter travels so much and he didn't want her to be alone and isn't that a nice thing to send Two weeks clone.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm leaving for two weeks. I can't leave this woman alone for that long. I must send in my clone.
0: And we'll get into this a little bit later, but he's not gone that often. They make it sound like, you know, he travels every other week for work or something. And this book does not convince me of that.
1: I am unimpressed.
0: So she asks him if he ever goes to work at Peter's office. He says that makes Peter a little nervous, but he likes to go in every few days anyways when he's active. But today he's going to take the day off and spend it with her. So today's outfit, much to Charlotte's delight, is a one-piece leopard spandex jumpsuit. With a skin-tight T-shirt and an electric hot pink underneath with matching shoes.
1: Okay, so clearly this clone (laughs) is malfunctioning and is a failure because if it's picking those kind of outfits, like, something's wrong.
0: He just really likes them. He's also wearing, to be clear, he's also wearing sunglasses, a heavy gold necklace, and multiple diamond
1: rings. Why not?
0: (laughs) So she's decided she's just going to go with this whole thing for now, figuring he can't keep up the charade forever.
1: She's not very bright. I just—I know we keep saying that, but I am constantly <laughs> reminded.
0: And so they, though they've had plans for the day, like she was going to go to the med or something, they decide to spend the day in bed instead. And so they have some sexy times. And he tells her he wants to show
1: her something. <laughs> it's my third nipple. I've been engineering no. the third one for admitting my pheromones that control children.
0: That's not where I thought you were going with that.
1: Where do you think I was going with that?
0: Just anything other than a nipple. (laughs) 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 So... This is the quote, because I feel like it's really deeply important <laughs> that you know
1: this. <laughs> I, this is, is going to be deeply disturbing, isn't
0: it? <laughs> quote, with my body one with his, as he rolled me slowly over and over and over, and the next moment, as we seemed to catapult into the air, all the air in my lungs was sucked out of me, as we somersaulted in midair, still coupled, did a neat little pirouette of sorts, and wound up artfully, almost gracefully, with me lying on top of him on the floor. It's called a double flip, he said it's my specialty do you like it
1: did he just like do a tumbling routine with her in bed <laughs> yes. also specialty would be to perfected that with how many women
0: it's, uh, we're gonna get into this because i have questions
1: this is a, no none of that seems good
0: <laughs> I, I remind you this is clearly tongue-in-cheek but also this is very serious everything in between these weird little scenes is like a normal
1: book <laughs> I don't I don't understand I'm sorry. I Oh I'm so tapped out.
0: <laughs> so he goes on to tell her that he managed to triple once, but thought that they should start slow. And he thinks it adds something very special to a beautiful moment between two people. He's I, it, like, it Yeah, that was fun.
1: It doesn't add <laughs> anything except maybe trauma.
0: <laughs> it sounds like it'd be really uncomfortable. So later that night, she gets another phone call from Peter, and intent on catching him actually being a recording, because she's convinced that he is, she decides to deviate from any normal conversation, so that the, there's no way the answers of a recording would possibly match whatever she's saying to him. So he asks how she's been, and she immediately tells him that she's been doing well, having sex all afternoon with Paul, and Peter's like, uh, he's bionic, Steph, he's not real. He's, like, synthetic, and everything's pre-programmed, and you shouldn't be doing that.
1: <laughs> You shouldn't be having. Why did he send him over and made like a sex robot to not have her have sex with it?
0: She immediately tells them that they did a triple flip, and that seems to throw Peter off a lot. And he's like, yeah, he's really not supposed to do that. He's supposed to be, like, partially programmed, and he's just supposed to be like, your date, you know, like, take you out and, you know, t- to do fun things and just keep you company. You're not supposed to be, like, having a whole relationship with Why him. He's you, just like if a villain. You
1: have this little control over your freaking robot clone, then why'd you send it into the field unsupervised?
0: This is a great question. And also, if this is an issue, take him back. <laughs> like, yes. Just End call this. somebody to go pick him up. <laughs> So, Peter starts to sound worried on the phone, and this pleases her. And then he says that they just programmed him to do the flips for fun. It wasn't supposed to be with her specifically. And then what? she realizes <laughs> I Sam, I don't know. Why would you teach your robot human clone to do anything?
1: Why would you give it a sex flip subroutine? I, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> So his
0: worry and uh, concern obviously seems kind of misplaced for a recording. Like, she realizes that, like, oh, I'm obviously not talking to a recording. And she starts to question everything that's happening. And she's worried. Like, she's like, oh, this might actually not be Peter, the person that no is like, here with me. <laughs> and Peter's, like, deeply worried that the flipping's going to, like, physically harm her. And I guess he's not supposed to be, like, a full-on sex bot, I guess. <laughs> even know what else would he be for.
1: Yeah, like like, <laughs> like what – other possible reason would you make a super fecund sex flipping robot and be like, but he's not for sex. And instead <laughs> you like, keep your girlfriend, it doesn't make any sense.
0: So she's like, wait, this is all real. Like She's getting really worried about it. And he's like, yeah, they clone me. Well, he's a hybrid of sorts. He's a clone tempered by bionics. He's nearly perfect, except for a few minor kinks. No,
1: These no, These are their no, major kinks. Nowhere near perfect. <laughs>
0: He's, so, he's not like Peter at all.
1: <laughs> he is the furthest thing from, like, kinkless list that I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> and he asks her to, like, Peter asks her to chill on the whole sex thing. Like, just, he's supposed to be a fun companion. I'll be back and just, you know, whatever, week and a half more or whatever. And please don't have sex with him. Like, just enjoy Emma's company. That's what he's supposed to be there for. And no. she's like, yeah, I definitely won't have sex with the amazing sex bot that looks just like you while you're gone, I promise. So now that she believes he's a clone or a cologne, as Paul calls himself with a K, This is where it switches over. <laughs> she asks him questions about himself, and he tells her that he likes being a clone. It gives him a lot of freedom. He, quote usually lets me do what I want. I get a lot of off time when he's around and a lot of fun when he's gone. Not to mention a lot of sex whenever he wanted. Whenever he wanted. The
1: sentence doesn't make any sense. How'd he, who gets all the, whenever who wanted? And who's he having sex with?
0: That's a great question, Sam. And she asks if he's ever done this before with, you know, other girlfriends of Peter's, for example. And he says, no, this is the first time he's visited a woman. So who is he having sex with? Who is he practicing flips with?
1: Yeah, that. What? (laughs) This is making less sense by the moment.
0: (laughs) He says he's only been used in business before now. And he goes to sometimes with Peter to his job and does deals and stuff. And he's been with his friends a few times. Maybe he's having sex with his friends. He gets Hey, guys, come on over. That's like my (laughs) robot. I mean,
1: yeah, sure,
0: and then he gets teary as he tells her that this is the first time Peter has trusted him with something so important, he's and yet, very
1: touched he's by not it. like pulling the plug immediately when it's clear that this robot is an insane sex crazed malfunctioning monstrosity. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine, like, you send over your clone robot thing to your girlfriend's house because you think it's going to be kind of fun that he's there while you're gone. And then he's, like, having sex with your girlfriend and, like, doing crazy stuff. And you're like, that's fine. I'll just show up in two weeks.
1: And also, don't tell her about that and have not (laughs) tested the thing in public. I'll put this potentially murderous robot. Like, this could be in a mice and men situation where the robot doesn't even know its own strength and murders her by accident. If not maliciously. And just like, that will be fine.
0: Yeah. And then another big question is like, he seemed to immediately have feelings for Steph. And so it's like, did they program those in? Why does he know anything about horror, have any kind of feeling toward her the minute he sees her?
1: How much agency does he have?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's real weird. So all this conversation gets stuff a little worked up, and she starts to get a bit upset about how she's in love with this genius guy, but is sleeping with his creation, and she's just, like, very confused by this. And, uh, quote, all this high-tech stuff is too much to deal with.
1: (laughs) Genius is a strong word. Yeah, she's, um... (sighs) I don't know if she's like dumb or just willfully like the sex is so good. I'm just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pretend it doesn't it's mean anything. A little anything. bit that, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> so Paul tells her that he loves her. He can tell because it makes his wires hurt, quote unquote. And it's this been is like, like 24 hours, and I hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's reminded me. I thought of that movie so many times while I was reading this book.
1: Because this, Okay, this is way more robot than clone, and I'm upset about that. Because I imagine like an actual clone situation, but this is way more just, oh, he's a sex bot that looks like me. It's a clone with case. Sam. So yeah, it's different. No, it's not, because he came up with that name himself.
0: <laughs> All right. That night, he takes her and the kids out to a fancy restaurant. He hires a limo with a hot tub in the back. Do those exist?
1: I mean, yeah, I've I've seen them in movies. And I don't know if they exist in real life.
0: How do they stay, like, not water everywhere?
1: I think you're supposed to cover them while you're not, while you're moving. <laughs> and only <while> you. <laughs> in you're your not allowed
0: to use them while they're driving?
1: That's my assumption, because otherwise, like, they're going to slosh everywhere.
0: Yeah, I had questions, because I've never seen one of the hot tub in the back. Maybe, maybe in a movie, possibly.
1: Yeah, it's in the movies, but I've seen else. many
0: limos. I've been in limos, but I haven't been, like, in one of the hot yeah, tub. Yeah, it
1: was <laughs> such a hoi I She gets all the limos. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's true. So many times in my life have I been in a limo.
1: Yes, yeah, just jet setting around wherever.
0: Yeah, I'm actually the rich one. Sam is not. See, she's light. trying to
1: like throw you all off.
0: No, you know. So they have a great time. And that night Peter calls again. He's a little concerned, I think, that Paul is spending so much of his money. <laughs> You got some access Express to his card. bank account? No, Paul swiped his, car, his credit card.
1: And he didn't immediately deactivate <laughs> it or report it stolen or whatever? Well, he's
0: using it for what's-her-face, so. But, so feels- his plan
1: was to, hey, he'll take you out and have a good time, but I haven't given him any money. Luckily, he <laughs> stole my credit card. Was- <laughs> <laughs> what was his plan for this genius well, Paul? they go to a lot Peter, of places whoever that Peter, whoever it is.
0: They go to a lot of places that Peter, like, is known, so maybe he's just going to put it on his tab or
1: something. Is that how it worked in
0: 1998? Um, Well, definitely in the 90s, I ate at a place. I had a tab for my grandparents, and I, like, put stuff on their tab.
1: Okay, sure.
0: To be fair, it was not a fancy place, but it did have a tab. Okay. Which was pretty cool. And I thought that when I was, like, in 1998 or whatever, I thought that was, like, super fancy, even though it was, like, french fries. So Give me the filet mignon. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> so, that was fun. I yeah, okay. used fries. So he's worried about all the money that he's spending. He's also worried that everything he is doing is so high profile because they look identical. So like, that's probably a problem. Do you
1: not think of this? Why is Peter a freaking moron?
0: Because <laughs> that's how they match each other. So yeah, Steph i just saying. Everyone is a like moron. Maybe bear. they're
1: made for each other. Apparently, no. I'm sorry. Paul was made for her, which is creepier.
0: So she's decided she's just going to go with it because
1: why no, not? It's, no,
0: <laughs> it's Peter's own fault that he sent a what is essentially a sex bot to her
1: in the first place. <laughs> Essentially. There's nothing else. Like there's literally I can't conceive of another application for this particular robot.
0: Yeah, I I don't It's just supposed to be companion clone.
1: Yeah, companion, okay. a companion okay, sure. cologne. Companion. A companion. Companion cologne. No.
0: They at that night they do some more double flips, and although she knows she loves Peter, she's feeling weirdly attached to Paul, so. You think? <laughs> Sexually attached to Paul. <laughs> she also enjoys his like spirit. He's very High energy. By the end of the two weeks, she's feeling pretty torn. So, Paul makes her laugh a lot and they have a lot of fun together. And they go to all this. I skipped over a lot of stuff, but they like go to a bunch of stuff. And Peter seems kind of distant on the phone. And she almost can't quite remember him as well anymore because she's spent so much time with Paul. And again, I, as I mentioned earlier, it's I weeks, feel like right? it's two weeks. Yeah, okay. I feel like he could also just turn off the clone, go get the clone. Yeah. <laughs> like, not it's not a real person. Go get him.
1: <laughs> you, could, you could stop this. Or B, never have done this to begin with, which is the better option, because it's two weeks. It's not like, I'll be gone to the war. I may not return. Here, take my clone. It's like, I'm on a business trip. I'll be back in two weeks. But you can't survive that long, because you're a woman who's you know, like a, a goldfish memory. And you'll forget about me. So I'm going to send you my clone to keep me fresh in your mind. Like, Peter is a real misogynist.
0: It's like insane concept anyway, that you have a clone, and you didn't tell somebody about it, and you just thought they would, like get it when they showed up at yeah, your doorstep yeah yeah like, like oh you don't understand that he's a clone
1: no my my working theory is peter is an absolute misogynist and he's like oh she's just a woman her brain <laughs> won't ask questions she'll just accept like another man that looks like me must be me like he, he's going to be just totally fine with that and he's like she she doesn't have any agency she doesn't care she doesn't like it's not about like it's just oh he looks like me it's good enough so i think he's a, a real piece of work <laughs> okay
0: I mean, we don't know enough about him to really validate either way.
1: No, I think we do. I think we have enough to say that he's an absolute, you know, he has a very low opinion of at least her intelligence, if not all women everywhere.
0: Or maybe he's just like kind of crazy scientist and he doesn't like fully understand that like other people aren't going to know what the heck's no, going on if he no. sent a clone to their house.
1: I don't, I don't give him that much credit.
0: Okay. Well, the kids have grown to really like Paul and he likes no. the kids too because he's just a giant child who happens to have sex with the mom.
1: That's even worse. (laughs) (laughs)
0: the next morning he has to leave because peter's coming home it's been the two weeks and they're both very upset about the whole thing because they've become attached to each other and they can't say anything to the kids because they all think that he's peter obviously
1: yeah peter's plan really working out great
0: (laughs) paul lets her know that he's going back into the shop for some tune-ups but he promises more than that (laughs) (laughs) they won't change anything she likes And he promises to return.
1: Also, some point in the future. (laughs) Can we pause for a moment to talk about how this is a gross misappropriation of his company's resources?
0: Yes. I mean, it's his company, so he's whatever he wants. Is it his company? I think it's his. Or is it like, is it a public company? That's a great question. So I don't know if he owns the company he, he, or not. He
1: owns the company. It can still be embezzlement if you're stealing, like, let me take all this money from the company and use it for my own personal things and I'll write it off as a tax write-off. Like, That's still not legal, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he spent all his own money on the clone. Maybe so why is he using company? Like, company
1: resources to like tune it up or whatever?
0: I Sam, I don't know. I, I actually, I just assumed he owned the company, but maybe he does not. Maybe he just works for the bionics company.
1: I'm just saying, this is getting shadier by the second.
0: It's worse if he just works for the bionics company yeah, and then yeah. he's like Imagine randomly <laughs> made his own clone and is using it to be like have sex with his girlfriend.
1: Remotely. Like maybe he gets off on like this whole fantasy of like, it's that not That would me. make so
0: much more sense if they just all accepted that this was a three-way relationship.
1: <laughs> and like, Or get some kind of weird fetish. But no, they're trying to play it off as serious.
0: So two hours later, she forces herself to go to the airport because she has to pick up Peter. She's feeling some way about it. So she's super unsure how she's going to feel when she finally sees Peter again. But when he appears off the plane, she realizes that she does actually love him. He's real. He's not a Uh, clone. uh,
1: And nothing
0: has changed between them in the last two weeks. It should
1: have. A lot should have changed. I would be reassessing, like, this person does not have good faculties. (laughs)
0: She thinks she actually loves him more, though, than ever, now that she has this comparison with crazy, crazy Paul. So he doesn't ask about Paul, which is a choice that he's making. Nope. And they're so pleased to see each other that they neither of them feel the need to bring him up. They're just like, it's fine. It's, you know, something from our past now.
1: (laughs) It's true.
0: (laughs) And the kids are obviously confused by the sudden change back into Peter's personality, which is much more subdued. And Steph tries to wave away the change. It's like, well, you know, people deal with different things in their lives, work stress and all of that. And it's okay if they have like a completely different personality it's to deal not. with those things.
1: That's like <laughs> something. I mean, I guess it's fine in a sense, but it really should be something that like doesn't affect people in a negative way.
0: Um, I don't think it affected them in a negative. I mean, she has like strong feelings about Paul versus Peter, but like. Paul himself is not dangerous or anything.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the whole thing was very duplicitous.
0: Oh, absolutely. 100%. Okay. So Peter stays in town for the next three months. So frequent trips to California seem to be not true. like, If you're every three months, you happen to go to California for For two two weeks, weeks, why do you need a fill-in?
1: You don't.
0: (laughs) That's just... Two weeks is nothing if they're there for three months after.
1: I mean, it just seems all way over the top.
0: I agree. And so the three months pass. The relationship only gets stronger, though she knows he kind of he struggles. She tells you that he's struggling a little bit with commitment because it's has been his first relationship in a while, and his ex-wife cheated on him, and he's
1: just cheated on him you with know, his clone.
0: Yes, cheated on him with his clone. Plot twist. <laughs> That'd be really funny, actually.
1: <laughs> That'd be like, and then he's like sending his clone in to do the this work here. Like, what a what an amazing turn that would be. <laughs>
0: So near Christmas, Peter finally lets her know that he has to leave for two weeks again. And she doesn't ask this time if Paul's coming back because, one, she doesn't think that he's possibly going to come back because that would be crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And it's obviously weighing heavily on both of them. But she does kind of half wish Paul was coming back so she'd have someone to go to the holidays parties with. But obviously she isn't going to tell him all of that because, you know. She doesn't want Peter to
1: feel like Paul is replacing him. Then why send... I don't understand his... Okay, sure. (laughs) Fine.
0: It just, I think, spiraled out of control for Peter, and he did none of the legwork to make it stop. (laughs) Like, okay, you made a really bad decision and sent your clone randomly to your girlfriend, but you could just send somebody to pick him up.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could just stop this and he decided not to. I think it's yeah, on him. So it's
0: on him. So that night, after Peter leaves, the buzzer rings on the door. And guess what? It's,
1: it's- Mr. Clone.
0: It's Paul again. Ugh, I
1: hate- why?
0: <laughs> He's wearing chartreuse satin disco pants, a mink jacket, and no shirt. What a great outfit. <laughs>
1: Okay, sure. Wild.
0: She realizes she definitely missed him more than she realized. And she asks him how he's been. And he's like, oh, so bored. I spent three months with my head off and I didn't even know Peter was going away until they told me this morning. So he came as soon as he so was called.
1: Peter's like, well, that didn't go very well last time. Let me do it again. <laughs> Quite possibly, yes. <laughs> Is everyone in this book like brain damaged in a way where they don't have any <laughs> critical thinking skills?
0: Yep, they are. So she figures that Peter must have made a last minute decision to send Paul to her, obviously, because they had not talked about it beforehand and he seemed kind of against it. And the kids are excited that he's having one of his mood swings. Um, And she admits to herself that though she likes Paul, she really does love Peter's quieter ways better. Like Paul's just a lot of energy. And apparently he drinks her out of house and home for reasons. I don't know why.
1: Just stop giving him alcohol. He's a robot. He doesn't need to drink it, apparently.
0: (laughs) He just takes it. That night she does tell Paul that he shouldn't stay. She puts up the bare minimum of effort here. She's like, "You really shouldn't stay here. It's gotten more serious with Peter since the last time you were here, and I don't think he'd appreciate that we're getting involved again." And Paul's like, "Yeah, but it's Peter's idea. Like he sent me. He had his office like call and send me over." So,
1: why? I don't think like, <laughs> none of this, like I haven't understood the motivations or actions of any character, including the robot. <laughs>
0: Right, she is also confused. To be fair, the character is also confused. <laughs> like, given sure. the history, like, and that she can manage fine for two weeks without him. Why does Paul assume, or, like, why does Peter assume that Paul needs to be there?
1: I just say he shouldn't need to be there. And two weeks is nothing every, like, uh <laughs> This book should try harder to make sense, at least.
0: <laughs> Paul's like, Well, there must be a reason because he sent me. And Steph was like, well, I should ask him. Like, I'm curious why he sent you over here. And Paul's like, eh, It's probably better if you don't because Peter, I think, likes to know that I'm here taking care of you and like keeping you company. No. But doesn't actually want to hear about it. And she's like, Yeah, that's true. He doesn't seem to want to hear about it. <laughs> Does
1: she need to be taken care of? Like, this is again, yeah, I think Peter's a misogynist. Like, oh, this poor woman can't <laughs> be alone. She must have a man around to take care of her.
0: Yeah, the timeline on this is so weird because like two weeks isn't that long. Like maybe if it was six weeks or something. Even and maybe so. It was, and like just to validate the plot. Like I'm just saying at the bare oh. minimum, it should be longer than two weeks and it should be more frequent. So or, or it should be more frequent and or like it should be every other two weeks. He's gone. Like yeah. it shouldn't be every three months for two weeks is not a big deal.
1: It's not. <laughs>
0: oh, so crazy. So, she says she still thinks they should just take it easy. She doesn't want to spoil things with Peter. And Paul is like, well, you can't spoil things with him because we're the same person. I'm his clone, after all, with a K. Mm, Nope. (laughs) Nope. And she finally agrees that they can hang out, but they can't sleep together because that's confusing for her. And he's like, but we're one person. I'm just an extension of him.
1: you are not. Like, this is, again, the identical twins thing where they're the same. they're not the same person.
0: She's like, listen, I love you both in different ways, but no. I don't want to get so confused again. So he disagrees and he kisses her and she gives in absolutely immediately. Does the author hate
1: women? <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, she's just a weak woman. As soon as she's kissed by a robot, she's like, well, I have no what of my, like... Quality. He's a sex bot. He's
0: probably very good at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, uh, I mean, this is all very uncomfortable in many ways.
0: <laughs> so she enjoys the next few days, but she's obviously getting more and more conflicted, and she finally decides to seek out her therapist from a couple of years back. Remember when I said she saw a therapist?
1: I'm surprised she hasn't gone back immediately.
0: <laughs> For some reason, she decides to tell him the whole story. And the therapist doesn't the
1: immediately cl- call the police.
0: <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to prescribe you some medication. <laughs> She has, he asks her all these
1: questions, like, are you having
0: headaches? Are you, like, hallucinating? No, I'm not having
1: headaches. I'm having sex with my boyfriend's robot clone she,
0: uh, Yeah, she 100% says that. That's what she says. She tells uh, him the actual story.
1: What?
0: <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> I don't know why she thought that would actually work. Crazy. So Peter calls and checks in to see how she's doing. And she's like, man, I'm going crazy around here. And he's like, oh, are your kids giving you a hard time? And she's like, no, you are. It's Paul. And he seems surprised that Paul is there.
1: Because he didn't send Paul?
0: She's like, you didn't send him? Paul's and he's gone like, rogue. No, no,
1: I didn't send him. <laughs> then how did Paul get his head back?
0: She, well, she asks that. She's like, how did he get here then? And Peter's like, I'm not sure. But you can send him away if you want. I can have him picked up tomorrow.
1: You should have him picked up, like, immediately.
0: <laughs> Seems like the proper solution when your clone bot is out there doing its own thing. How did it get there from California?
1: <laughs> also, how do you not have, like, a find my f- clone feature? How like would they not notice
0: he's missing? Is yeah. he like?
1: How is he stored? There's got to be <laughs> millions of dollars worth of R&D in this thing. And they're like, oh, I'm going to wander around New York, get on planes, <laughs> whatever, steal Amexes.
0: And he's like, like I said, I think he's in California. So he's like traveled across the country by himself to New York.
1: To be with Steph. Absolutely bonkers.
0: But Steph, who's obviously a little, a little more attached than she should be to the cologne. <laughs> C- cologne, Uh, is like, you can't just take him away and like take off his head. That's kind of sad.
1: No, you she, can. Do it.
0: <laughs> she admits that she's kind of struggling with the whole Peter Ball thing. And he gets progressively... Peter on the phone gets kind of progressively more upset and cold and distanced during the conversation, which seems like the wrong reaction. You no, should your really
1: be, should be like, groveling for her forgiveness and getting that thing out of there.
0: Or just having an adult conversation. Like, okay, you've gotten yourself into this very extremely weird situation, but being like, okay, well, this is how I'm feeling about the situation. Like would also be an appropriate adult conversation to have. And like, sure. I would really like to have somebody come and pick him up because this feels wrong to me and we can talk about this when i come back but he essentially they finished the conversation he essentially tells her to hang in there and he'll be back soon
1: good luck (laughs) good
0: luck out there with my clone who's run away from home So over the holidays, Paul takes her to several uh, holiday parties and is a big hit, and they even run into her ex at a restaurant, and his new wife is now Preggers. And they are astounded by Paul's Christmas decoration suit, which is like a suit with all these baubles all over it. It's like hardcore Of Christmas. course, he's wearing
1: an ugly sweater.
0: <laughs> and the scene means nothing, because normally in these books, when you have like a, you run into their ex situation, it's like, haha, I'm doing so much better without you.
1: Or vice versa.
0: Right. Which is like the whole point. And that really should be done in this case because her ex-husband's a kind of a terrible human being. And none of that happens in this scene. And I do not understand this scene. They just meet him. And they're like, wow, you shouldn't be with this crazy guy.
1: <laughs> That's a fair, fair assessment. Yes.
0: And Paul doesn't seem to like know that he's... Like kind of over the top, so he's unoffended by that, and he didn't really know much about her ex-husband, so that didn't mean anything to him. So there's, like, the scene is absolutely meaningless, and I don't understand why it's in the book.
1: And yet you insisted on sharing it with me.
0: Because it's a weird choice, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: a Hyperion. (laughs) Like, the amount of things that don't need to be in there. This is one of those scenes.
1: (laughs) That's fair, but at least there's those sex clones. Well, maybe. I can't say that. They they could be sex clones Hyperion. (laughs) It's a definite (laughs) possibility.
0: (laughs) There's much more upsetting things in Iperion than sex clones.
1: I don't know about that.
0: (laughs) So Paul is upset that Peter's coming back earlier than planned because Peter calls him and is like, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm coming home a couple of days early. Why has no
1: one picked up Paul yet?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he asks her what would happen if he just refused to leave. And Steph knows that she really loves Peter. No. uh, But that she enjoys being with Paul. Uh, but Peter is the one that she definitely fully loves and wants to have a life with because he's, like, long-term real material, not, like, fake clone material.
1: I mean, honestly, they're both not good for you, girl.
0: <laughs> Run away. So she tells Paul that they could never be together because, quote, it's not easy being with a clone. We'd be shunned by society if people ever found out. It could get very rough. That's the reason they can't be together.
1: <laughs> She's really bad at BSing. <laughs>
0: He offers to marry her, which he has said before that he doesn't think Peter would do with her because of his commitment issues. And he's like, if we could have a full life together, like I could actually devote myself to you and Peter can't do that. And-
1: but he doesn't have any autonomy. He is property, which yeah, is like- a, whole, a whole problem in and of itself, which I'm not even going to get into, like the implications <laughs> of like sentient and, you know, robot rights and all that kind of stuff. But like, regardless, they can take his head off and put him in a box. So. Right.
0: And I don't think there's any robot rights because this seems to be the only cologne in existence. So, oh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs>
1: He's like, we can run away again. No, you can't. They will, like, have remote control, I assume. If they don't have remote control, then they're idiots.
0: Can't tell you. Doesn't come up. <laughs> Great. So he tells her that he can commit better than Peter can, that he loves her more. And she tells him that she knows that, but she loves Peter. Like, she says, I couldn't spend the rest of my life with a man who played charades and enacted the word fart at a dinner party. So it's such a. Seriously, that's book. your
1: criteria.
0: <laughs> then she has these crazy phrases.
1: <laughs> then oh.
0: bafflingly, this is so confusing. This, her internal monologue is so confusing in the latter half of this book. She tells him that she actually has decided to leave Peter,
1: she thinks. Good, good.
0: <laughs> so after the holidays, Run. She, she was, and she's only telling Paul because it means that obviously she won't see Paul either if she leaves Peter. And though she hasn't fully made up her mind, she thought she was – she's basically, like, too in love with Peter and far too entranced with Paul. And this whole situation is just too crazy.
1: That's not the reason you should be
0: leaving. <laughs> well, that's what she says. Like, basically, like it's just too much. There's too much going on. I'm too confused. There's just, like, I don't – I can't live with both of these. I can't live with somebody who expects me to, like, also hang out with Paul every time he's gone.
1: I, I – You mean, that's – sure. That's, like, the – Broadest possible description of what he's doing here.
0: <laughs> well, the next morning, they say their very sad goodbyes, and she goes to pick up Peter from
1: the airport. Book over. She dumps him <laughs> in book over. Immediately. The that's end. What should ha- In any rational story, that's exactly what would have happened.
0: It wouldn't have even gotten this far. <laughs>
1: yeah, no kidding.
0: So Peter's obviously upset about the whole ball situation from the get-go, which is his own situation his that he own created. Fault. He, he did absolutely- this. No. Nope. Yeah, he did. He takes no responsibility for this.
1: <laughs> what a terrible person!
0: And she worries that Paul loves her more than Peter does, but she feels conflicted because she thinks that Peter wants her to be involved with both of them because that's what he's demonstrated so far. Which yes. is not true. I kind of except that like he didn't send them on the second time. So
1: that yeah, but was he kind wasn't of on very her. concerned about him being there either.
0: No, he should have insisted that somebody came. Just send somebody to come yeah. pick him up. So she doesn't have the heart to tell him that Peter means more to him than his clone, I guess. I don't know. So Paul's given her a ring, proposed earlier. He gave her like a little heart-shaped ring and was like, sure. will you marry me? And she's still wearing it when Peter asks her about it. Why? Admits, I don't know. Because she's conflicted and she likes the ring.
1: Okay. what? No. She'd,
0: <laughs> she admits that it was a proposal. She's not going to get married to him. She admits that it was a proposal ring when he asks and tells him that obviously she couldn't marry him because he's a cologne, but... Doesn't then go on to say that also, like I love you more, right? Like you're the one I'm in love with, not your clone. She. But she wants to break up with
1: him, though, so it doesn't matter.
0: Right? She is on the fence about that. Peter abruptly tells her that he needs to head back to California for an emergency meeting, and he leaves. A chicken.
1: Why now? Why did you have this emergency meeting the second your clone went rogue?
0: I don't know. I think he just doesn't want to deal with all this. He sucks. Yeah. So Peter sucks. Peter leaves, and that night, Paul arrives at her door. He's back. Baby,
1: <laughs> how? How is he not like already detained somewhere? Questions for the agents. Peter's a
0: freaking idiot. <laughs> so he immediately recognizes that Steph is not happy as, as usual to see him, and she admits that she's sad Peter left, and that she feels like she's being forced to ricochet between these two men.
1: Because she is, is, and one of them is not really a man, if we're going to get technical, but I'm not here to describe the line between humanity and and not humanity, so that's a whole other issue.
0: And she's allowed to do whatever, like, she could push him out and just be like, no, you can't come in here and I'm not doing this anymore. She doesn't, so it's on her. Paul wanders into the house, pours himself some vodka, lots of vodka, and he tells her that Peter said that she was missing him terribly. And Steph tells him that he should go. And Paul basically is, like, pleading his case. He tells her that he dresses much better than Peter, he's way more entertaining, he knows she loves him, and he loves her more than Peter does. And she admits that she loves him in her own way, loves being with him. He's funny and wild and sweet, but she's in love with Peter. And then he gets mad at, she gets mad at him when he keeps trying to put Peter down, telling her that she's been right all along. Peter doesn't love her enough. He doesn't know how. And that's why he built Paul, to do all the work for him. And he does, because without him, Peter would be nothing. And Steph, angry, says without Peter, Paul would be nothing. Obviously. (laughs) He's a clown. Yeah,
1: no. (laughs) Paul is getting kind of arrogant here.
0: (laughs) He's becoming his own person. Paul tells her that Peter told him that she thought Steph loved Paul because when he got back from California, she, she had seemed really depressed and kind of, you know, obviously was had lingering thoughts or feelings for Paul, and he could see how much that she missed him. And she admits that she was sad about it, especially if she decided to leave Peter because she would never see Paul again either. And then she's, he's like, well, why would you leave Peter if you love him? And she's like, well, if Peter, because Peter doesn't love me, and I can't do this thing was like, in between you two people forever. And Paul insists that Peter doesn't want to stand between them and is giving them the opportunity to be together by leaving for California again and sending him. Okay. Like a last hurrah. Decide, woman.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I, I hate all of this.
0: It's okay. It's almost done, Sam. You can do it. <laughs> So she's honest with him and tells him that she cares for him deeply, enjoys the time with him so much, but she loves Peter. Even if Peter doesn't understand that or love her back, she can't help that she loves him. And the kids come back and interrupt the conversation and they pretend that things are totally fine until they go to sleep. And then as the kids go to sleep, they head to their bedroom to finish their conversation. And she asks him if he thinks that Peter will ever come back because he probably hates her. Which, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't understand or that.
0: falling in love with Paul? I don't know. Paul insists that he doesn't, that he thinks Peter loves her. He asks to sleep with her just one more time so that they can say goodbye properly.
1: I, no. <laughs> say no.
0: Well, there's a whole conversation in her head, but ultimately she says yes, Sam. Of
1: course she does. And they start
0: having sex, and she can feel that they're about to do a quadruple flip as, like, a last A quadruple
1: <laughs> flip now?
0: <laughs> they managed to make the quadruple uh, okay. flip, I think, once.
1: Okay, here we go. She's about to do a quadruple flip, and <laughs> as they come down, they land on their heads, and they snap their necks and both die. Uh,
0: really close to that, actually. Good job. Okay,
1: great. So as they
0: come down from the flip, Paul moves just slightly differently than usual. It upsets their trajectory. They bounce off the bed, it hits a chair, crash crashes into a table, and they land heavily on the floor. They do not die, but they are a little winded. Why?
1: Why did that happen? Why was it even relevant? Why is it necessary for the story? You'll
0: find out in just a second.
1: Did he impregnate like, he her with that? Is that how he does it? Yeah, yeah.
0: By crashing into things, they're both okay, thankfully. But he tells her that they'll have to try it again to like go at it again, and she's like, "No," and you know why we can't do it again. This is this is the last time. And Paul tells her that Peter's not worth it, and she insists that he is. And he's, he's not. And he says Peter doesn't deserve <laughs> her. Them are worth it. And she tells him Paul doesn't deserve her either. Neither of them deserve her. She do- that is true. She suggests yes. <laughs> that he finds a nice clone like her to settle down. Where I don't what? Know. <laughs> And he asks her why she loves Peter. And she's like, I just do. It feels right. And Paul whispers that he thinks it feels right, too. And then admits that he never called him. And Steph is like, what are you talking about? And He's like, "Like, who are you talking about? He's like, I never called Paul. He's still in the shop with his head off. I have a confession to make. I'm Peter.
1: How long has he been Peter?
0: For this segment.
1: it's just this, like, just not the this. previous times, Not like immediately after the first time it all went south. He's like, I'm going to pretend to be Paul to, you know, keep the charade going for some reason. But he's like, no, no, I'll let this play out a little bit more. Then I'll pretend to be Paul. <laughs> yeah, just and this like, time. I would be like, no, you are violating my trust immediately. Get out. Well,
0: she definitely has some trust issues. But – he explains that the reason he did this this last time is because she he thought that she was in love with Paul after he came back from California this last time. And he had missed her so much when he's in California, and she looked so sad when he came back that he really does love her. And he just wanted to, like, test out his her feelings for Paul. Like, see how she interacted How does he
1: do the quadruple with- <laughs> whatever?
0: Why would he even bother trying?
1: He's not capable of doing it because he's, a, like, a, an older gentleman who is not a robot. <laughs>
0: so she forgives him surprisingly quickly no
1: no. (laughs) dump him dump him
0: And tells him he is so much more real than paul will ever be of course she loves him and they admit their love for each other promise just to get a sitter whenever he goes to california and she can come with him even though for two weeks yeah even though previous to this she was like looking for a job and like planning to like like the whole thing she had like a whole life planned (laughs) What is the point of this book? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, Sam. So he's like, you can just come with me to California, and she's like, that's good. The kids are old enough to, you know, spend some time away from me. I'm like, your kids eight. (laughs) <laughs> two weeks is but a also, long time.
1: But also, two weeks is not a very long time to let your lover go no. for fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like a long time to leave your eight-year-old alone alone with a, yeah. a sitter, but not long enough to need somebody to be there for you when your
1: partner's gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And they were like, oh, we should have thought of that to begin with. That would have made a lot of sense just have a sitter come in for two weeks.
1: Yeah, the clone, that made more sense.
0: <laughs> the clone made more sense. And they love each other. And they're going to be together forever. The end. <laughs>
1: That sometimes, what? Uh, how did that get published? I'm just curious. Because she's
0: written 250 books, it's like she can write whatever she wants. Sam, it was and number two on the bestseller list.
1: Was Danielle Steele like seeing, like, what can I get away with? What will people buy from me? I can watch absolute trash, and they'll buy these sheep.
0: Apparently had something to. It was like kind of like an in joke with her ex husband. I spread something on it, and it was maybe his idea or something, and that she decided to write him like this story for Christmas. Is kind of like an in joke to whatever they had talked about, but like she wrote it as a serious book, like it was published, <laughs> and it's very similar to a lot of her books, but with this weird sci fi twist to it. But she does write a lot of like from my. Vague memory and knowledge of Danielle Steel. She writes a lot of like obviously romances, but like family dramas and all that kind of stuff. So this is like not outside of her normal, other than being slightly yeah, sci-fi. I'm just
1: saying, like none of the characters make an iota of sense, which is
0: probably why I don't read a lot of Danielle Steel.
1: <laughs> yeah, Steph should have left Peter instantly. The fact that she's like, "Oh, you tricked me into having sex with someone who I thought you weren't," and that makes it make me love you even more. Like, no,
0: yeah. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> thank you. I don't think I, I said thank you, but sure.
0: This is a podcast for weird media, and I brought you some weird media.
1: Yeah, I mean, you fulfilled the brief, Danielle. I certainly <laughs> can't fault you for that. I, I'm very angry about this <laughs> book was and angry how about awful this book too. <laughs> okay, well, at least we're on the same page there. Uh, Every decision is makes It's clear that like she wanted to have the clone love triangle happen and decided to just like put no effort into getting to that point. It's like, yeah, sure. He just like sent her to the keeper company for 2 weeks. Whatever.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. What a story. Nonsense.
1: Well, that was certainly something, Danielle. <laughs> you-
0: <laughs> I'm here for you.
1: If you out there have had experience with your lover's clone getting between the two of you, <laughs> You can write to us at BookRetorts.com. You can also
0: tweet Instagram or Facebook us at BookRetorts. We would love to hear your clone story.
1: Absolutely. Or if you want to fund our own sex clone program, you can support us at Patreon.com slash BookRetorts. (laughs) Is that what
0: we're doing? Who are we cloning, Sam?
1: We'll figure that out later. (laughs) Let's get the money first. (laughs) Clearly it worked for Peter. Why not us? No consequences for Peter.
0: <laughs> That's true. There's not. Uh, I didn't even say it, but uh, multiple times Paul crashes Peter's car. There are absolutely no consequences to that whatsoever.
1: This is a world without consequences <laughs> for Peter. This is like uh, some weird like simulation. Maybe it's Peter in a coma. This is fantasy,
0: <laughs> or he's in some kind of like Star Trekian like uh, 3D image simulator. You mean a holodeck? Yes, but I was <laughs> not using the word. <laughs>
1: You know you know enough Star Trek. You should have known that word.
0: I did know that word.
1: You were just trying to like was it copyrighted? I don't understand.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Trademarks. <laughs> trademark Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the Starfleet lawyers are gonna come after us, Danielle.
0: I don't know. Seems like they might be pretty strong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the temporal prime directive, Danielle, protects us. You know this. All right. All right. Well that was enough nerd stuff. <laughs>
0: So there you go. The Clone and I, high-tech love story by Daniel Steele, a la on 1998.
1: Still don't understand why it's called Paul Club with a K. <laughs> Still mad about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and she called him a clone the rest of the story. I think a lowercase K, too.
1: Uh, it's not the word, though. If it's his name, it's his name. If it's not his name, it's still not a word. Maybe it was capitalized. Well, until next time, don't put up with any clone shenanigans from your lovers. <laughs> like, dump them immediately.
0: And if you're in the mood for more uh, weird stuff like this, Heartbeats is another great <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> episode.
1: At least that involves two robots, Danielle, and is way less deceptive. <laughs> Like there's not weird deception and mind games going on in heartbeeps. It's
0: a good double feature, code and I and heartbeeps.
1: Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure. All right. Well, until then, bye. Take care, everybody.
0: How much trust do you have in your clone that, like, you wouldn't immediately sense if he's working completely off script?
1: I have made robots of significantly less complexity and danger posing than this clone robot person. And when they don't, like, do the thing I want, I'm immediately like, that's gotta be fixed. <laughs> not like, that. who cares? It's like, they're not even dangerous. Like, they're just like little toy robots. And it's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah.
0: Wild.